Well, what if you had a clear path to uncommon success, to financial freedom and fulfillment like you've never experienced up to this point? What if that path had specific action points that were not dependent on your academic degrees, your current income, or past record of success, but simply required following a step-by-step process? Would you be willing to do that if you could transform your success in three years, in one year, or even in 48 days? Hey, in today's podcast, I'm interviewing a dear friend who has spent the last 10 years interviewing over 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, and from those revealing interviews has put together that step-by-step plan, and it's available for you today. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, here we go. And we're going to roll right into this. John Lee Dumas, welcome to the 48 Days Podcast. Dan Miller, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you are bringing up my average right in the <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a compliment. You know, I mean, you and I really believe that. We've seen sure. that borne out. We've seen that borne out so many times again and again and again. Now, I already did kind of the setup. You know, we're going to be talking about your brand new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. I'm excited about sharing that with everybody. We've been buzzing it up in the 48 Days community, but I want to unpack it with you here today. Tell us about your life, John Lee Dumas, 10 years ago. Man, 10 years ago, I was on the sixth year of what I call my six years of struggle. You know, I got out of the military at the age of 26 and I thought that I was going to go off and conquer the world. You know, I was prepared to ignite in that sense for sure. And the exact opposite thing happened. For six years, I failed with law school, with corporate finance, with commercial real estate. I I just wasn't getting anything to work for me. And then 10 years ago, I was 32 years old. It was 2012. And I was saying, it's time to change. Like, it's time to change. Things have to change. I have to read the right books. I've got to listen to the right audiobooks. I've got to listen to the right podcasts. And that honestly led me to that quote that I just shared by Jim Rohn. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I knew I had to up my average. It also led me to the quote that literally changed my life, which was by Albert Einstein, which is, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And when I was being honest with myself, Dan, I wasn't being a person of value during those six years of struggle, which now is obvious why I was struggling so much. And I just committed in that moment. I am going to become a person of value. I don't even know what that means right now, but whatever that is going to be for my next step, it's going to be a person of value. And it planted a seed that three months later sprouted into Entrepreneurs on Fire, which as you and I are now talking is produced over 3,000 episodes, has over 100 million total listens, is getting 1.4 million listens every single month. And has been a business that's been thriving as well. 91 months in a row, we just published our 91st monthly income report of over $100,000 of net profit. That is too cool. You know, and the path that you took is certainly unusual. Instead of just trying to sell widgets or sell more real estate or become finish your law degree, all those kind of normal things, you decided to pick the brains of 
people who had had uncommon success already. Certainly reminds us of another book out there, and I know you reference this once in a while, Think and Grow Rich. My gosh, how Napoleon Hill was challenged by Andrew Carnegie to talk to people who've already been successful. I mean, what a, what a clear path to upping your game. He talked to the most successful people of his time, of course, being Andrew Carnegie and Rockefeller, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, all of those. You, all these years later, talked to all these people, observing, verifying their practices for building successful businesses. Now, how would you, how would you compare this? I mean, I'm going to just, I love thinking grow rich. You know that. You do too. But in that, he talks about desire, faith, imagination, decision, persistence. I mean, those things we know are really building blocks personally. How would you compare then what you've done here? Is this different or is this just an updated, a more modern day version of some of the same principles? Honestly, it's both. And this book, and I'm so glad you brought up Thinking Real Rich. I mean, we had no previous discussion about this, but I literally sat down to write this book and I said, I want to write a modern day version of Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill went around and he interviewed 30, 50, however many unbelievably successful entrepreneurs over his time to write that book. And I've gone around over the past decade interviewing over 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs and learning from their genius. And, you know, that's how I would say that they're similar. It's learning from the successes and the failures of those who have come before me. Like, I know, you know, this Dan success leaves clues. We've all learned from those who have come before us. And that was one thing that I knew this book had to encompass was the reality that we can learn from these 3000 successful entrepreneurs that I've interviewed over the past decade. And I really wanted to incorporate that type of foundational blocks that Napoleon Hill had within his book as well, Think and Grow Rich, because I thought it was so impactful. But one thing that I really wanted to do with this book that does set it apart and does make it different is I wanted to give a specific step-by-step roadmap Literally from step one, this is where you start all the way through to step 17 to get to your version of financial freedom and fulfillment, to get to your version of uncommon success. So I definitely am, you know, being pretty audacious when I say this book is in some ways a modern day version of Think and Grow Rich. But I can say that because this book is not my genius. It's not my knowledge. It's not, you know, coming from my brain. This book is coming from the 3,000 brains of successful entrepreneurs that I interviewed over a decade that I boiled down all of their commonalities into what turned out to be 17 core foundational principles. They gave me that, Dan. I just then took those 17 core foundational principles, put them in a step-by-step chronological roadmap, and then wrote the book. All right. Now, I have a million questions for you. <laughs> and, and I want people to understand uh, multiple things. I know you're you're doing a lot of interviews right now, and a lot of people are just unpacking step by step. Probably, I want to uh, expand a little bit beyond that. I'm going to dig into some of the ideas, but I also want people to understand what you've done, the brilliance of what you've done, and tapping into the wisdom of the ages through people who have been successful. I mean, I know that, you know, Jamie Masters was one of your early mentors. You learned from her about podcasting. You know, I joke with her that, you know, she's she she got more coaching than anybody I know by simply interviewing people who have been extremely successful. What a brilliant idea. Pick their brain. You get free coaching. You've done much the same in what you've done here. But I also want people to understand what you are doing right now, having put this together in the book launch that you're doing. 
you interviewed those 3,000 people. When you get ready to put it all together in a book, as you've done, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, you go right back to those 3,000 people who were honored to be guests of yours. Will you help me promote this? Yes, they will. I mean, what a brilliant launch strategy to go right back to them and want people to see the power of connection, the power of reaching out, asking authentically for help. But then the reciprocal process that happens here and how this comes full circle again. So I want people to really be aware of that. Now, you start right off talking about a big idea. Does everybody have a big idea? Wow, that is a huge question, Dan. And the answer is absolutely 100% yes. Every single person has a big idea within themselves. It's their own unique, special, what I like to call zone of fire. And that exists within every single person. It's their version of a big idea. And that's what I really like to, to clarify with this book. This book is the common path to your version of uncommon success. This is a 17-step roadmap to your version of financial freedom and fulfillment. Like we all have different wants. We all have different needs. We all have different desires. We all don't want the exact same thing. And that's what makes this world a beautiful place. That's what makes human beings so special and unique. And so every single person has a big idea, but I want to qualify it by saying you have your big idea. It is truly your big idea that is deep inside you that just takes some introspection, you know, some training, some exercises to tease that out in the correct way. But at the end of the day, you have a big idea, a place that you should be waking up every morning and being able to honestly say to yourself, I'm living in my zone of fire. This is my zone of fire. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And that's what we need more of, Dan. We need more people every day living in their zone of fire, doing what they're meant to be doing and less people doing what they don't really enjoy doing or aren't happy doing or are outside of their scope. And, you know, unfortunately, and you've seen this being in the game as long as you have, I see this all the time running podcasters paradise. You know, so many people come in, they're just like, okay, like I'm not willing to go introspective to find my big idea. So I'm just going to look out and I'm going to see successful people that are out there and I'm just going to copy them. And they end up just turning into these weak, pale imitations of all these other successful people. And I've seen it thousands and thousands of times. And those people scratch their heads and they say, well, that person's doing this and they're successful. I'm doing that. Why aren't I successful? It's because that person's living their big idea. It's their zone of fire. You can't be a pale, weak imitation of that and expect to be successful, but you have your big idea. It's deep within you. You can uncover it if you take the time. Wow. Now that really lays the challenge out there for people. You give a couple key ingredients that need to be part of that big idea. Talk about those a little bit. So there's really two sides of a big idea. And to kind of paint this visually for people that are listening right now, I like to say on your left-hand side, just picture like these words, passion, enthusiasm, excitement, like, just think of those words. Like, what's coming up when I'm saying those things for you right now? Enthusiasm, passion, excitement. Like, what are you thinking about when I'm saying those things? Like, really, just like, what is coming to your mind? Okay, that's important. That's key. You need to have those things as part of your big idea. But unfortunately, that's where a lot of people stop. They're just like, follow your passion. What are you excited about? Do that. Like, that may work, but it also may not work because unless you're also doing the second parts, 
it might just be a hobby. And hobbies are fine. You can have a hobby that you're passionate about, that you're excited about. But if you want to have a big idea that's going to allow you to have financial freedom and fulfillment, that's going to allow you to have uncommon success, there's going to be the right-hand side of the equation as well. And that right-hand side is expertise. It's skills. It's knowledge. It's value that you can actually add to this world. And again, you can't just go with the right side either, because if you just have expertise and skills and knowledge of something, if there's no passion or excitement there, you're going to wake up a year from now, three years from now, and you're just going to be bored out of your mind. And you're just like not going to want to keep doing that thing. And that's what a lot of people have burnout for because yeah, they may be having some success because they're good at something or they're skillful at something, but they can't keep going long enough. Like Dan, I've been in this game for a decade now because I found my zone of fire, which is doing this right now, talking to people like you. You've been in this game a lot longer than me because you found your big idea and you're still doing this because you love doing this, having conversations with myself and other entrepreneurs and other, you know, business men and women and, and running retreats and, you know, running your community and all these things like that lights you up inside. And so what the successful combination looks like is where your passions are actually overlapping with your expertise, where your, your skills are actually merging with things that you're excited and passionate about. That's where your zone of fire is, where you have those, that, that commingling of both of those things. So now, yes, you're excited and enthusiastic about this one thing, but guess what? You're also adding value and um, real gifts to the world within that. And as I kind of close this part down here, there's one sentence that really sums up everything you need to know about this book, but really about entrepreneurship in general. If you become the best solution to a real problem, you'll win because people want the best solution to a real problem that they experience. So when they're experiencing a real problem, they will beat a path down to the door of the best solution and they will ignore the second best solution to infinity. People want the best solution to a real problem. I was able to do that with, with my business back in 2012. We can talk about how later. Dan's been able to do this in multiple different areas of his business. And that's why the entrepreneurs that I've interviewed over 3,000 hours the past decade have won because they've identified how they can become the best solution to a real problem and deliver on that consistently. All right, golly, awesome. I'm going to lean into that a little bit because sometimes we say, well, you know, there's the Richard Bransons and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and so on. You know, they're, they're a rare breed. You know, the John Lee Dumas is you know, a rare breed. That's not me. I love your absolute conviction that everybody has a big idea that's worth pursuing. But again, I want to reiterate, it needs to embrace their passion their expertise in some way, and then have an economic economic model so they can make money. So it's not just a hobby. So those three. So let's just assume I'm going to go with you on this, that everybody has a big idea like that. Why do so many people ignore their big idea? Because it's scary. It's really scary. Human beings, listen, we really want to do three things in this world. We seek pleasure. You know, whether that may be food, maybe that's exercise, maybe that's family, you know, maybe that's traveling. We avoid pain. Like, you know, we, we want to avoid pain as humans. And then we also want to conserve energy, which is why we love sitting on the couch at the end of the night when we've had a hard day and watch Netflix because we're conserving energy there. That's why we sleep because we need to conserve energy. That's the three things that human beings are always 
tick, tick, ticking about? Like, am I seeking pleasure right now? Am I avoiding pain right now? Like, am I conserving energy right now? Am I doing one, two, or all three of those things potentially right now? Like, what is it that I'm actually doing? And you know what's painful? Failing. Like, rejection. Being laughed at. Having people question you. All those things are painful, those are painful, painful things. And I'll tell you even a quick story. I mean, I can remember the day that I decided to launch a podcast. I didn't tell anybody else, but I emailed my dad and I said, hey dad, I'm going to leave my job as a commercial broker on, on this partnership path. Um, but because I just know it's not for me, I'm not going to be happy if I keep going down that path. But I have this idea for a business podcast where I'm going to interview entrepreneurs. And he e- emailed me back some choice words that were not supportive. And there was a lot of pain there. Like I was, I was fragile with this idea. Like I was really struggling in life and business at that point. Cause I knew I wanted to do something that I could, I could get fired up about. And, and that wasn't it commercial real estate. And man, it was so painful. And so what did I do? I just literally avoided that pain. I didn't, you know, I just deleted the email. I put it out of my mind. Like I didn't think about it or talk about it for weeks. I didn't, you know, continue to fill him in on this journey because I knew like where he stood. And so I was avoiding pain. And that's why so many people never go after their big idea because they know that it might be painful. In fact, they know that it probably is going to be painful because anything when you start is tough, it's painful. The comfort zone, Dan, is a place that we all love to live. I live in my comfort zone most of the time. You know, I'm rocking podcasts. I'm comfortable doing that. You know, writing emails, social media posts, you know, doing my 25-minute workout a day. That's all in my comfort zone. But like all the magic in this world happens outside of your comfort zone. Happens in those times that you push the envelope, that you get uncomfortable, that you get nervous and scared and doubtful and fearful and the imposter syndrome rears this ugly head. Like... That whole big idea that I had of entrepreneurs on fire, I almost never put it into action because I was avoiding pain. I was scared. I was doubtful. I didn't think, I didn't really deep down think it could work. I hoped it could and I wanted it to, but I didn't think it could. And so that's the sad reality, Dan, is that number one, most people are going to die in this world without ever even having identified their big idea just because they've never even sat down to give themselves the time to think about what could my big idea in this world possibly be. And just as sad is there's going to be a huge percentage of people who have taken the time to identify their big idea who are never going to act upon it. It's truly a small percentage of people that are going to take the time to identify their big idea, act upon their big idea and bring it to the world because it's scary. It might not work. As Seth Godin says, like, I love that quote. This might not work because it might not work. And that is scary, the fact that it might not work. And that's how I'll wrap this up of, yes, everybody has a big idea, but that does not mean everybody's going to bring their big idea to this world. All right. I want to help some people who are listening right now saying, wow, that sounds wonderful. But they are, they're trapped in that fear. They cannot really see themselves moving into this space because of what they envisioned there. Because of you using the term entrepreneur so freely as you do, that implies somebody who, you know, is their own boss, they're doing their own thing, they have nobody looking over their shoulder, whatever. You know, a lot of people are overwhelmed with what they think comes with that. It's not just having a good idea or being good in some technical area, but then there's the marketing and sales and managing people and all of that. Can somebody follow 
a path to uncommon success and be part of an organization without stepping out totally on their own in today's work environment? So I call those people entrepreneurs. And I think that there are a lot of entrepreneurs. And I'm seeing a lot of companies these days encourage that. You know, Google's a great example of that, by the way. They encourage their employees to spend, it used to be 5% of their time. I think it might even be up to 10 now, but 5 or 10% of their, of their work time, time that they're getting paid to do their job on just tasks that they think might help the company or that might be interesting or that might help humanity. I think that even might be their phrase, like tasks that help humanity. That's how Gmail came to be. Like literally the guy was just saying, hey, Hotmail is not that good. Like, we can improve on this. We're Google after all. I have the resources here. Let me figure out a way to make this better. And he did that being an entrepreneur. He wasn't doing his job in that moment. His job was like writing code for something, you know, I don't, you know, whatever it was. But because Google gave him the opportunity to be an entrepreneur within his company, he came up with Gmail. And there's a ton of stories like that around a company like Google and Apple and Facebook and Amazon, like the companies that, you know, were birthed by entrepreneurs recently. So they kind of still had that kind of entrepreneurial vibe within them. And again, I'm seeing more and more um, people and companies give their employees some opportunities. And, you know, I used to love right, to read biographies. I still do, but I've read most of the ones that I have, I've always wanted to read because I'm a voracious reader. And I loved the story of how Henry Ford would walk down his assembly line and he would stop and he would ask every person along the way, what could we do to improve your job right here? Like this job, he's like, because I don't know, I'm up in the office, like, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. And he got like, so many amazing ways to improve his assembly line that, you know, people would say like your assembly line is a work of art. He's like, well, it's not from my genius. It's from the thousands of conversations that I had with a thousand assembly line workers, each one giving me the best way to do their job. And just me listening, just like this book, Dan, like this book is not my genius. This is the 3000 brains and geniuses of the successful entrepreneurs that I've been able to interview over the past decade, compiled down into this step, this 17 step roadmap that I put together. And so the final answer to your question is absolutely, man. Entrepreneurship's a real thing. Well, I think I just heard a collective sigh of relief out there for a whole lot of listeners who really have a hard time envisioning themselves being that lone ranger so to speak, but recognizing that what you lay out, these principles for uncommon success can happen under an organization. And yeah, a lot of companies welcome that. You mentioned Google. And of course, Google has been a leader in so many things. But in this last year, our academic system has just taken a mortal hit. There's no question about it. People realize they don't have to go to a campus. They don't have to sit in a seat, regurgitate what the guy up front says when they could read the book themselves. There's so many ways to access knowledge. So that model of how do you prepare yourself for uncommon success has changed. Google just last week announced the details of their professional certification program. They've got three new programs that include project management data, analytics, and software design. And what they're doing is presenting this. These courses require approximately six months to complete and cost $240. When people think about being an entrepreneur, they still may quickly think about, I need an MBA. So they need, you know, the $240,000 to get an MBA. No, 
Google is saying, we're going to give you competence and giving you a marketable skill where you can get into the workplace with value, having value, as you mentioned earlier, $240. We see other things like LinkedIn, learning, creative, live, mind shift, and all these others. Now, well, what I want to do is I want to frame what you're doing with your book, The Common Path, Uncommon Success. How would you relate that to an MBA in terms of preparing somebody for real success out here in business? A mortal wound. I <laughs> completely agree with that phrase that you use. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of my college. I went to Providence College. I still stay in touch with a lot of my friends there. It was an amazing four years. You know, fortunately for me, I was an officer in the U.S. Army. So I went there on an Army scholarship. So I graduated with zero debt, which is what really made it a sweet four years. Um, but man, it is, you're so right on that. It is really interesting to see how they're going to navigate the next decade or so um, because of everything that you just mentioned, that now is an opportunity at people's fingertips and education is getting so much better now where we're not just like, blindly letting 17 year olds sign, you know, a $200,000 debt agreements without even really understanding what that means. But, you know, that's another topic. As far as this book, this book is truly the culmination of those thousands and thousands of hours that I've had conversations with the world's most successful entrepreneurs. And it is their failures, their struggles, their obstacles, their challenges, their successes, their wins, their aha moments, their executions, their strategies, their tactics, like, you know, how they execute upon their tactics and ideas. It's all of that rolled up into a 17-step roadmap. And when I started back in 2012 and I was like, hey, I'm just going to launch a podcast. And I remember my mentor, love her dearly, Jamie Masters, said, I get it, but how are you going to monetize a podcast? Like even she had no roadmap, no understanding of how to monetize a podcast. Like she was a successful business podcast host. She had listeners, but her revenue came from coaching one-on-one and, and doing a couple other things. And it was just this, this, you know, Martian forest of no one knew what was going to be happening in the future. Nobody knew how you could, you know, make revenue. Nobody knew how you could really build a business around this concept of mostly just kind of providing value in the form of, of audio podcasting. And man, it was a tough road. I made a lot of mistakes. You know, I took a lot of missteps and I, I wasted a lot of time on things that I never should have wasted time on, but it was all part of the learning process. But at the end of the day, like I look back now and of course everything in hindsight is 2020, but I'm like, man, if I just literally had this book in 2012 when I was starting my journey and I had the 17-step roadmap, like what it actually meant to come up with a big idea and then how to discover the niche within that big idea and then how to create an avatar that would be my North Star that would guide me and then actually choose a platform that would, would make the most sense for me and then to find the right mentor, to join the right mastermind, right? I'm just going through it there. Those are the first six Absolutely, steps. Absolutely, yes. In the book. And like, if I just knew those things and then knew how to best do them, I mean, man, that's just what I wanted. So to your point, yes, this is exactly what this book is. It is this step-by-step -step roadmap. It is a fast forward button. It is in a lot of ways, a cheat guide of, you know, what myself and 3000 other successful entrepreneurs had to go through to produce. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about books, Dan. And that's why like, I, I'm such a voracious readers. Like this right here, 
this is 71,000 words. This is 273 pages. I've had people tell me that they've burned through this in four or six hours of reading. And I'm like, picture that, that people can honestly consume the genius of these 3,000 entrepreneurs that I've interviewed that took me a decade to compile those conversations. It took me a decade, you know, to learn what I learned to be able to write this book. It took me a decade of being educated by the world's most successful entrepreneurs. And now somebody in four to six hours and and with 25 bucks is essentially getting (laughs) all of that. Like, it's just amazing. You know, it it is. You know, I I can't wait to, I've got some more questions for you, but I want to let people know right now uh, what they're going to get access to here. If they go to UncommonSuccessBook.com, they're going to be able to order the book. And of course, as this comes out, we're right on top of the release date, that being the 23rd of March, which is awesome. So they'll get it real quickly. But also, you're providing three, and again, for our listeners, you're providing three physical books, leather-bound journals that you've done, the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, the Podcast Journal. They're beautifully, beautifully done and full of content there. Then they also get access to the Companion Guide. So they get the physical book, the Companion Guide that goes with that, and your complete course, the videos that you've done that go along with that as well for 25 bucks. It's like, oh my gosh, how do we relate this to sitting in classrooms? And I like you. I mean, I went to the Ohio State University. I'm supposed to brag about that, you know, and then on to get my master's and doctoral degrees. And I value those. But in today's environment, if you really want something to get into the game, this is a way to get into the game. Do these real steps, real principles shared by real people who have been successful, follow the plan and you're going to get into the game really, really quickly. Now, and, and well, and just in light of that, so we compare this to four years, getting an undergraduate degree, two years, getting a graduate degree to get ready. And certainly there are some things, if you want to be, I mean, I just had a little surgery done. And man, I didn't want the dude using that robotic machine on me to just, you know, read a book and do that. Certainly there are some <laughs> things that require an extended period of practice and training. But to sit down, go through your book, go through the companion guide, watch the videos. I mean, how much time would it really require for somebody to do that, you know, without just cramming, but sit down and really absorb the content and be ready to go? Listen, I did call this book the common path to uncommon success. It's not the complicated path. It's not the hidden path. It's not the secret path. It's the common path. But I do want to qualify. It is not the easy path either. This is going to be hard work for people. Like, yes, you can sit down with some people did to prepare for my interviews um, and, and read this book in four to six hours. Like hypothetically, you could do that. But if you are really going to understand what the essence of this book is, this book is a 17 step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. This book is your path to your version of uncommon success. If you truly want that, you truly have to be willing to put in the work. Again, it's not the com- it's not the easy path. It's the common path. And the common path is still a hard path. Like, Dan, it was hard, hard work for me to build my dream business, Entrepreneurs on Fire. It was hard work, brother. You have worked hard over the years building what you've built. But you know what also is hard? Being broke. Oh, my living paycheck to paycheck, waking up every morning, looking in the mirror and not really 
you know, being impressed with what you're seeing because you're not fulfilling what you know you're capable of. So you're disappointed in yourself. And by the way, that was six years of my life. So I'm speaking from firsthand experience. That path is hard. So in 2012, I had been on that hard path of unhappiness, unfulfillment, un- no, no success for six years. And I said, well, man, this is going to be hard to build my dream business. This is going to be hard. But the other path is hard too, the one that I'm currently on. So I get to choose my hard. And I chose my hard, brother. I chose my hard and I built my dream business. And the other path, by the way, it was hard too. And I left that path behind. And that's what I want people to realize is that, yes, this is going to be hard work but you get to choose your heart. And there's actually a quote I use in the book that I love, which is essentially, um, you know, sometimes I I listen to people sigh and say, "Ah, life is hard. And my response is always compared to what? (laughs) Because (laughs) life can be hard. It really can be. It's what we're doing. It's what we're anti-fragile as human beings. Like we need to recognize that. So to answer your question fully, I need to just kind of set it up that way. I truly believe somebody doing this right, like somebody who's starting from scratch or willing to go back and really do their journey the right way, this is going to take you three to six months to implement. It's going to take you three to six months to go by step by step by step because some of these steps are going to take you a long time. Step 16, by the way, you will be generating revenue at that point at step 16. Like that will happen to you. And that doesn't happen in four to six hours. That happens over time. And that's why step 17, which is the final step in the final chapter is keep the money you make keep the money you make. Because I I teach you how to make the money in the first 16 steps by doing the roadmap. And then I want to teach you how to actually keep the money that you make, um, which is what very few people in this world do that even make a lot of money. So three to six months, give or take, of implementing this this book, reading the book, going through the companion guide like Dan shared. Um, Also, the success course that I've created that goes along with it as well. You have all the tools you need for the cost of this book. All right, man, I love that. And I love the fact that you didn't come back and say, hey, three hours, you can knock this out and be ready to go. Because we hear too much of that. We hear in our, in our space, we hear too much of that. Gee, you know, come to this you know, three-hour workshop and next month you'll make $50,000. And you address that in the beginning of your book. You know, that's not what we're talking about here. This is a more realistic process. Three to six months, I love that. But we're not talking about, you know, 10 years. You know, you learned over a period of time, but having put that all together, we ought to learn from other people who have gone before us. I mean, that's why I, like you, I'm a voracious reader. My goodness, I like to learn from people so I don't have to take the same amount of time to go through the mistakes that they did. Learn. So three to six months. You know, we're in a period of time right now that has certainly not been normal. Everything has been just turned upside down in so many ways. A lot of people are hoping that things get back to normal. We hear that terminology. But when somebody is looking for an idea, somebody has something that may be a little unique to offer, how would you say that this challenging time we're in, is it a good time to maybe uncover your big idea? Listen, we live in a world that's been shaken up, turned upside down. And guess what? People were 
in their comfort zone. That place that we talked about where people, they didn't love their job, but they didn't hate their job. They made just enough money to make rent or pay their mortgage or maybe put just a little bit of money away. Although a crazy statistic is 40% of Americans can't deal with an unexpected $400 um, expense is pretty scary and crazy. But they're in their comfort zone, you know, because they they were able to find and carve out a little piece of comfort for them and they were snuggled up in there and that's where their life was. And that's a, not a good thing. You know, that's why you work out hard. You want to sweat. You want to have your muscles get sore. You know, that's why you work hard because you want to stretch your mind. You want to, you know, strive for that next thing. You want to push yourself. You want to get outside of your comfort zone. We've had a couple conversations about this. That's the reason because you want to become anti-fragile in this world. That's actually why I just installed a plunge pool in uh, in my house here because now I'm in my infrared sauna for 30 minutes every day. Then I move right to my 39 degree plunge pool and I'm in there for three minutes because I'm going from hot to cold. I'm making my body anti-fragile. And so that's what a lot of people were, Dan. People were in this comfort zone. They've been shaken out of it. And now they're kind of dazed, confused, looking around. They're saying, wow, the world isn't the same. It's not what I thought it was. Things are different and they always will be going forward. And this is an amazing opportunity for people to step in and add real value to these individuals who now have their eyes opened for the first time. You know, we've been beneficiaries of this within Podcasters Paradise and people pouring into starting their podcasts and just listening to podcasts and, you know, wanting to try this online space that they're in now and all these. And it's, an opportunity that you can also be a part of because people are are now getting forced out of their own will, out of their comfort zone. And they're looking around and they're saying, I need the best solution to the serious problem that I now find myself in. They're going to search for that solution. And if you have the best solution, you will win. Wow. Of course, I love that perspective. And I know that sometimes people have to work to see it in that way. They see change as something negative immediately. I mean, I hear from people every day, you know, lost my job. Wow, we're not going to be able to go on vacation this year. We got to turn back in the lease car we got, going to take the kids out of private school. They think less immediately anytime there's any kind of change. And yet when I talk to those people 18 months later, often they're saying, wow, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, I doubled my income because the change forced them to see things that they were not seeing otherwise. And I think that's exactly what's happening right now. The change is forcing all of us to look for new solutions. And a lot of us are seeing new opportunities in this. I mean, sometimes people like you and I almost feel guilty, you know, coming through a year like we just came through because there was opportunity all around us. I mean, everything I was doing accelerated last year. And I know a lot of people suffered and I don't want to diminish the fact of that, but so much of this is mindset and your book prepares people to have the mindset to see the opportunities rather than to see the obstacles and be crippled by those. You know, is, is there ever a time when business and life is secure <laughs> I think we've been proven now that that is just not the case. I mean, you just know that now we've experienced that that the world can change on the snap of the fingers. You know, something can happen, you know, whether it be a pandemic, you know, whether it be a natural disaster. I mean, look what happened to people in Texas. I mean, actually, you oh probably my. experienced some of that coming through because you're not, you know, you're in that zone area over there. And you just like, you never know. I mean, I experienced that in Puerto Rico in 2017 with Hurricane Maria. I mean, 
you know, just, you know, when you might think that you've got all the things figured out, boom, like mother nature comes in or this happens or that happens. And, you know, again, and that's why it's so important to be anti-fragile. Like I've used that word a few times and, and you know, what it really means is you're able to bend and not break. You can adjust with the times, you can pivot, you can move. And, you know, like Dan mentioned, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you do have to kind of be careful when you're like Dan and myself and because there are so many people that are struggling through this pandemic time. And, you know, here we are and our businesses were like almost perfectly set up for this because we've been able to continue to just rock and roll as we always have and welcome a bunch of new people now that are looking for the value that we're providing. But at the same time, that's exactly why we do what we do. So there's nothing, you know, to do except shout it from the rooftops and say, hey, I have awesome value for you. I want to share it with the world through my podcast, through my book, through my communities, whatever it might be, because that is my goal. My goal is to add value to your world. And there's a Zig Ziglar quote that I know you love as well is, you know, you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And that's been my philosophy. It's like, how can I help enough other people get what they want in life? Because if that's my focal point, then everybody's going to win, myself included. Absolutely. Well, the book is The Common Path to Uncommon Success. I love the fact that you added a bonus chapter at the end, The Well of Knowledge, just morsels in there like, golly, one thought from James Clear, being enthusiastic is worth 25 IQ points. I love those things. (laughs) So we want to remind people again, go to uncommonsuccessbook.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Go there. You're going to be lined up for bonuses. Now, incidentally, you'll see there that the physical components, those three journals I mentioned, discontinued March 12th. However, if you're listening to this, if you're a follower of Dan Miller, John's going to honor getting the physical copies of that. What do they need to do on that, John? Yeah, let me jump in here for a second, Dan. Awesome. And I'm honored to do it because I love your community. You know, I've been a part of your community in so many ways for so many years now. So I love what you stand for. And so we have these amazing five bonuses for people um, that pre-order the Common Path to Uncommon Success prior to March 23rd. Um, One of those five bonuses was for everybody in the United States, we will ship to your door all three journals, my podcast journal, my freedom journal, and my mastery journal. you know, due to amazing demand, we actually almost are completely now sold out of inventory of that. We're not sold out, but we're out of inventory of that. Um, so we stopped offering the physical journal component after doing it for three months, by the way, December, January, February, and into March. Um, we stopped that March 12th. But I said, damn, brother, I may have stopped it on March 12th for the rest of the world. But for all of your audience that lives within the United States of America, we will still ship all three journals to their door. All they have to do is visit UncommonSuccessBook.com. Pre-order the journal. You'll get an email from my team. You'll reply back with the questions. One of them is going to be, how'd you hear about us? So you mentioned Dan Miller. Boom. I'm going to connect you with my team assistant who's going to take your address. We'll ship you all three journals that same day. For people outside the U.S., we still love you. We're going to immediately email you all three digital packs of all three journals. Plus there's four other insane bonuses over there that'll let you go peruse at your leisure. There's actually a video of me, Dan, jumping in my pool in Puerto Rico um, and then coming out and telling you all the details about the book. There's personal endorsements from Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, Neil Patel, Eric Amandi, Dory Clark. Um, The first chapter is there for free as well. So if you want to read the first chapter for free to see if you like my writing style, boom, it's there for you. And that is UncommonSuccessBook.com. Awesome. 
Hey, I appreciate your generosity. You know, one of the things that's so cool in a community like this is that we get to share those things with each other, just like you've mentioned. And we get to do whatever we want to, you know, be generous with each other like that. Golly, I love the kind of uh, reciprocity. You know, you and I have no financial connection in our businesses, but our businesses overlap. We embrace each other. We encourage each other. We get to spend time together. Conferences, different things. You know, Joanna and I are going to come visit you guys in Puerto Rico. We hope you come to see us in Florida as well. You know, we're examples of in this time of uncertainty, we initiate change. You don't need to just hunker down and hope things stay the same, get back to normal. We initiate change because all new opportunities are around us. Well, those of you listening, thank you for being part of this amazing community where we know Without a shadow of a doubt, we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. John, my friend, blessings to you. Thanks for sharing your time with us. We wish you the best success with the book, and we're going to continue sharing the message with you. Much love, Dan. See ya.